In this episode, we will be talking about the jobs and business in North Korea. Hi, I'm Maggie Baldone. This is Culture Shock, and if you are new to this podcast, it is about the missing human rights in North Korea. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. In today's episode, we will be discussing the illegal business and work life in North Korea. But before we get into the podcast, I have a quick announcement. Today, we are going to shed some light on the HHK, or Helping Hands Korea. The HHK provides food and basic necessities to North Koreans in need. This amazing organization also assists refugees while they travel through Asia in the search for safety. Each of the refugees are provided with a Bible and a message of hope. You can donate at helpinghandskorea.org. That is helpinghandskorea.org. Now let's dive in into today's episode. Since we are talking about business in this episode, let's start with the illegal sand business that has been helping fuel the North Korean government. The North Korean government was caught illegally selling tons of sand. They were busted when Lucas Kuo and Lauren Sung noticed more than 100 ships off the coastline near Heju, North Korea. The whole sand ordeal was conducted by the government, but that leaves a question, can citizens own these type of businesses or own any business at all? The short answer is kind of. There are a handful of restaurants in North Korea. Some are owned by the government, but the majority of these restaurants are owned by private entrepreneurs who are mostly wealthy. While these restaurant owners make good pay, unfortunately, it is not the same for the average North Korean citizen. If you are not in the wealthy or middle class, which is 40%, that would put you in the 60% of impoverished people in North Korea. Obviously, that is a huge percent of the population that is impoverished, but that stems from the outlet for income. So that harbors the question, where do these people work? There are very few viable jobs in North Korea. Also, I feel like it is necessary to mention that at the young age of 18, young men and women have to join the armed forces. I'm not quite sure how long the women have to serve, but I do know that the men have to serve 10 years of mandatory service. Being a military service member is definitely a very common job in North Korea, but if you are not in the military, then there are only a few other options such as the traffic ladies of Pyongyang. The qualifications for this job are very strict to say the least. These young girls have to be attractive, single, and under the age of 26. I really don't like the human traffic light concepts, but in North Korea, it is one of the most sought after jobs among women. These human traffic lights train for years to build endurance and master the elegance of the trade. There are also hairdressers and farmers. These workers have to be perfect. 
and they get put under a lot of pressure to do so. These jobs are assigned by the government, and once these jobs are assigned, they're there for life. Most of these jobs do not seem fun at all, and they also don't make a lot of money. For instance, the average North Korean citizen makes about 194,000 KPW, or $158 a month. But this number can range from 49,100 KPW to 867,000 KPW, or $40.40, to 713 and 37 cents in U.S. currency. For reference, the poverty line in the U.S. is roughly $1,073 a month. Of course, at the moment, there is inflation, which does make everything a bit more expensive, but taking that out of the situation, we are very lucky compared to North Koreans, and I really feel like that is something a lot of Americans overlook and take for granted every day. Also, in the U.S., we have things like soup kitchens and charities to help the impoverished. And from my knowledge, I don't know of any North Korean soup kitchens or charities that are run in the country. There are many charities run outside of North Korea to help refugees and to provide necessities to the individuals that are currently living in North Korea. This has been so much fun, and I can't believe it's over. This is officially the last episode in the series. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and of course, thank you for listening. For the last time, this is Maggie Baldone with Culture Shock.